Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the DVC Show. I am your host, Paul Krieger, and I am joined this week, as always, by my lovely wife, Amy Krieger. Hello. We've got the one, the only, Big Fat Panda himself, John Sakari, is back in the studio with us. We've I'm got extremely Derek. happy to be back. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, we've got Derek DeBoer, Senior Sales Associate with DVC Resale Market. <laughs> Do I not get a the one and only, or is that just for Panda? I guess. Right. <laughs> it's 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 big news. Panda's back. I mean, uh, it's, I know, been, it's been like, it's been like the number one request on the shows uh, and and, and oh. boards for for quite some time. That just look oh, at that lovable face. How everyone missed you, and and we're so happy to have you back. Me too. I'm very happy to be back. And then there's Jeff Haslam. We love you too, Jeff. Uh, it's great Thanks. to actually have you down you here. And, uh, it's great down having you down here and uh, having you local now and, and, and getting to spend some more time with you in the parks and, and do all kinds of fun DVC things together. I feel like we see each other at least once every other week or so now. So Absolutely. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for joining us this week. Um, we have got kind of a pretty cool update in terms of the DVC world, which is right of first refusal. Something that we thought was dead as a doornail is back. Um, and the Rofer monster decided to have a quick little snack uh, this past week. And, you know, uh, he took a couple contracts. And I think it surprised a little bit of all of us when it came came down to it. I think most people didn't believe me. Uh, Derek actually was like texting me after I sent the email out and he was like, wait, what? Is this a typo? Is this, is this like an email that you put in your drafts and you didn't send until like uh, two years later or something like that? But it was real. No, it no was one got real. And it, it was real. And it took me a while because it's been six or seven months since I had to do the least favorite part of my job, which is when I have to call people buyers and tell them that Disney bought their contract back. And I literally was like, oh my God, how do I do this again? It's been so long since I've had to call and tell someone. And I felt so bad because they have not been buying anything back. And I was like, it just figured I had to call this person and she could not believe it. She's like, are you kidding me? And I said, no. Well, how many did they buy back? I was like, three. She's like, I was one of the three? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, were, were these particular contracts like really like, you know, like tempting to Disney or were they just run of the mill and you didn't expect it? Well, yeah, I mean, Paul can definitely touch on it for, for us. And I think we're going to delve into it in a little bit is that it's shocking because a couple of them were the Grand Floridian, which yeah. it's shocking when I say that just because when Disney buys back contracts, they tend to honestly never buy back anything that's what's called uh, live inventory right? Just because they're actively selling it. So Disney makes 100% profit when they sell something live. Like if they sell a Riviera, if they sell a Grand. For Rofer, they still have to spend money to be able to flip it and sell it. So it just has never really made sense for them to buy back live inventory, which makes this return of that little Rofer creep all the more, you know, shocking. And <laughs> just when you think you've got Disney figured out, they do something like this to keep you on your toes. They throw, okay, they so throw I, the listen, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bringing the cheese early, guys, but <laughs> it was my fault that Rofer came back because I had caught it six months ago and didn't tell you. <laughs> I put contracts on my lawn. I saw the monster. I got it with a net, 
And now it got out of my house, but sometimes we still see it. And the only way to find it is if I put a contract up, it shows up and it <laughs> eats the contract. And see, see, dead, bad row for monster. He loves, <laughs> loves DVC contracts. So I'm trying to catch him again. This is why we needed Panda back. This is exactly why we missed you, Panda. We need a, we need a bigger rofer trap or something now. Not not a, now that it's loose and out of the cage. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think I think one of the best ways to kind of dive into this topic for someone that's new or that's never really um, under really looked into Disney Vacation Club or DVC resale before is to really discuss what is ROFR. We call it by its acronym R-O-F-R, ROFR, uh, but it's actually technically called Right of First Refusal. And this is essentially Disney's option to buy back a Disney Vacation Club contract. So you, as someone that purchases a contract, uh, whether it be via direct or resale, if you decide to sell it down the road, Disney has the option to essentially purchase that contract back at whatever agreed upon sales, uh, sales agreement um, that there would be. So if I decided to sell my Animal Kingdom contract to Amy for uh, $100 a point, that would be weird, but follow me here for a second. Uh, but <laughs> anyhow, if I decided to sell that to Amy for $100 per point, Disney has an option in which they can choose to buy that contract for $100 per point. And if they elect to do so, it's theirs. Essentially sure. simple as that. Yeah. And at that point, the buyer then basically starts over, right? They find a new contract. Uh, they can get their deposit refunded. They can get their deposit moved over to a new contract, but they do start over. And Derek, we know that you've been here since the beginning of... Uh, Disney Vacation Club, so you know the full you know the full history. I of, thought you were going to say the beginning of time. I didn't. I wasn't. <laughs> That's that what insulting. I thought. I wasn't that insulting. Uh, but give all, us all because I just wear reading glasses and I take my reading glasses with me now. All of a sudden, I've been here since to the, the beginning of Cretaceous, time. The Cretaceous period. <laughs> but like for the rest of us here, uh, obviously, all of us are kind of relatively new to Disney Vacation Club. The past five, six, seven years or so, uh, been a part of the program. But give us a little bit of background of of rate of re first refusal and rofer and and just sort of how it's evolved over the years. Yeah, it's always one of those things where when I was a direct guide working for Walt, Walt Disney World, you really didn't hear that much about it. It was one of those things where if people brought up, well, how about if I buy a contract on the secondary market? Basically, our ammo that we always had was, well, just so you know, Disney's got the right to be able to buy that contract back from you. So you might have purchased it, but we could swoop in at the last second, you know, within 30 days usually and decide to buy that contract back. Now you have to start back over at square one. It was always just kind of this strange thing that we always wondered, you know, where does Rofer take place? And we've made jokes about it, saying it would absolutely be the best reality show of all time, just to see exactly, especially when like last year, and Paul, I know you've got, you know, numbers readily available at your fingertips, but last year when they were buying contracts back up, you know, up to 20%, 30%, 40% of all contracts being sold, when they were buying it back, we were like, what is going on? I want to know what happens in this room. Is it is it one person that makes the decision? Do they put the contracts up on a wall and just throw darts to decide which one that they think that, that they're going to buy back? It's always such a fascinating uh, thing to think about, Rofer. But the most important thing, if you're looking at Disney Vacation Club, and I know we'll talk about it, is how important it is. Rofer plays a 
huge role in making your Disney Vacation Club membership uh, worthy and making it as magical as it is because it keeps the price up, which is tremendous, which is why, again, I tell people all the time, you can go online and buy any other timeshare for like a dollar, right? For 50 <laughs> cents. So you bought something for 30 grand while you're on vacation, you turn around and need to sell it down the road. You're lucky to get pennies on the dollar for it because that is what right of first refusal does. It helps keep the value of your Disney Vacation Club membership up. So when Disney does buy contracts back, what happens is, you know, usually the prices go up, right? So we saw when they were not buying contracts back for the last, you know, six, seven months or whatnot, the prices were were dipping. So people were able to, you know, kind of twofold. It was kind of the the, the planets and stars aligning. They were able to get prices that they haven't seen in a couple years. And they didn't have to worry about John's creepy little lipstick wearing rofer monster coming back and buying those contracts back from them. So they were able to get a great deal and they didn't have to worry about rofers. So just know as an owner of Disney Vacation Club, while it's never fun when it's your contract that happens to be bought back, at the end, when you do have that contract, rest assured that rofer really is a good thing because again, it keeps the value of your Disney Vacation Club membership up. Yeah, Derek, those are some great points. And just to just to pinpoint those statistics that you brought up, essentially we've been tracking, or at least I've been tracking Rofer probably for about four years now. And if we look through the history, in 2020, Disney Vacation Club bought 274 contracts back. Now we know that during that year, there was a lot of irregularities because of the pandemic and everything. So Rofer actually died down considerably, but it began to come back in 2021, 579 contracts bought in 2021. Then in 2022, it, it when you were talking about it, Derek, it reminded me of Alexander Hamilton. And I want to be in the room where it happens because it's like, what <laughs> happened in 2022 that changed everything? 1,130 contracts were bought back in 2022. It's just like rail, rails came off. It was free was, game. Yeah, it was crazy. And I remember just working, you know, working from an air, we had borrowers that tried to buy Bay Lake Tower like eight times. I just yeah. could not imagine those those poor buyers, you know, just constantly having their hearts crushed. But I think, you know, 2022 is part of what happened to 2023. Yeah, uh, 2022, they went so hardcore that there was nothing left in the row for coffers come 2023. And year <laughs> yeah. to date, buybacks, 2023, four contracts. Ugh. Four. That's it. Four. And unfortunately... And I, I think if I'm not mistaken, all four of those people went on to buy something else. So if I'm not mistaken, which is an interesting stat when you think about us just because of our company and the fact that we've got, I think, Paul, what, Amy, it's like 65% of like the worldwide market. So we have yeah. a really good like pulse on it. And it's interesting because the our biggest customer is Disney. <laughs> so our biggest buyer of contracts... <laughs> is Disney. Because in case people are kind of wondering, hey, what happens if Disney buys it back? You guys do all the work. No, Disney pays us. So Disney basically takes over as that buyer. They have to pay the commission to the company. They have to go through the process just like they would anything else. So yeah, it's kind of funny when your biggest client goes from you know 1,200 contracts the year before to four. <laughs> do you send so. the invoice to like Mickey Mouse directly or 
Yeah, exactly. Gosh, Mickey, we got no money left. We spent it all last year. Panda, I think oh. you had a comment about about Rover. I, we always hear Rofer in the negative sense because if you're buying or selling, that's something you got to worry about. Well, not selling as much as buying, but I to hear Derek talk about how it's positive as well. It's it's just a, a refreshing, and I forgot that there's a reason for it, and it does help keep our values up. But obviously, it's a negative. Now for you most. bought Panda. You bought direct, so you haven't gotten the gotten the lovely experience of Rofer just yet. Correct. I will go through that for anything else. I just wanted that, you know, the benefits and now I'll go buy through you guys. Obviously. Yeah. We've, we've bought several resale contracts. I don't think we've ever actually been roffered uh, on a contract or anything. Uh, Jeff, what's been, Oh, Jeff's had the, Jeff's had the, the sad moment where Derek has emailed him. (laughs) In fact, I've had it. I've had it both directions, selling and buying. But um, yeah, I was actually sitting at the pool in Alani when I got the phone call from Derek saying, sorry, dude, your, your 2057 old Key West extended uh, has been eaten. So, and go, go get another Mai Tai. Yeah, that's basically what I did. I was like, well, of all the places to have that bad news, I guess it could have been worse. But yeah, Derek, uh, yeah, do, I, do you Venmo people like money for a drink after that, that sad phone call? <laughs> Amy is true because Amy knows because we have people that literally have bought it and they are insistent. Even if like last year there were some resorts and I think Amy Bay Lake was one of them where they were looking mm-hmm. at like 40 plus percent of all Bay Lake contracts were being bought back. And we would try to tell people and say, listen, this is your third time. They are really buying back Bay Lake. Are you sure you have your heart set on Bay Lake? And so, <laughs> yes, we have to have the Bay Lake contract. And they would try five times six times. I think the record time, I, it, it took someone, I think 10 times. So if you look at it, it took them about 10 months before they were finally able to get that contract. Yeah. But yeah, most people say, hey, you know what? It's bought back. So you know what? Just take my escrow, move it over because people will ask, you know, Jeff asked immediately, are you going to keep my money or do I get to move it over to a different <laughs> listing? No, most just move it over to a different listing. Then you know what? They try again and everything's meant to be. Everything works out. Sometimes people go, hey, you know what? This is my third time in. I think we're just going to give it a break for a little bit. But Derek will reach back out down the road. So it's you're never out any money whatsoever, which is what people ask. And Jeff, the second time around went smooth. No hiccups. So yeah, second time went smooth. And then I ended up selling a different contract to pay for that one. And it got eaten up too for, for the buyers. So that's, and that's one side of the equation that no one ever really talks about. Is that uh, like a, that's a pretty smooth process for you as a seller. I assume when, when Disney buys it. Yeah. In fact, I dare say it's better because when you're selling (laughs) Disney moves pretty fast, you don't have to wait for somebody to run to Kinko's to, facts or get notarized or whatever like it's done pretty quickly so is kinko still a thing is that business still even is that still open it's like it block- is in utah it was in utah it's like blockbuster like so what really baffles me though is is back when jeff experienced ray first refusal they bought back his 2057 contract and so why would they take a contract that usually sells for more when they can take a 2042 that sells for less and and make it into a 2057, that that right there blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah, when we I, said it's always fun to try to figure out what is Disney thinking? Literally, do, we do, do it we every know single day? 
We're like, what? Do we know if it's a group or if it is one person that's deciding this? I, I this at this point, I've, I th- I've heard one person. That's I know the same there, name. There, there Very is nice person, there is one yeah. person that runs that department. I don't know if like if that's the decision of that person or if it's a computer algorithm or what really then <laughs> drives. The I like that Amy there. says. She's a very nice person because Amy does not want to be on her bad side for the future. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she walks around the parks wearing a shirt that says, I am the Rofer monster. And she just walks <laughs> we, around the park. There we she had is. that conversation. She would get, absolutely, she would get churros <laughs> yeah. thrown at her. <laughs> we had that conversation, though, when we bought the uh, the Grand Cal contract with you, Derek, is we were like, they're going to see the Krieger name come through and just be like, they said some <laughs> bad things about us. Let's just take it. They haven't taken a Grand Cal contract in three years, <laughs> but it's going to be this one, uh, and we're and we're going to eat it up. But uh, it, yeah, I I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason to it. Uh, throughout the past couple of weeks, uh, I've been chiming in over on Disboards, talking to people in the DVC fan Facebook group and in other communities, just trying to figure out what might be the driver of not only these four rofers, but rofer in general. One interesting one that came up in those discussions was related to the unit of the points. So when Disney basically buys back a contract, Disney can then assign those points across any use year. So any month of a use, an established use year, they can, they can pair them uh, into that use year and sell as a new contract. But from what I understand and what some other people in the communities have said is that they cannot change the unit designation of those points. So if they only have a certain number of points in a certain unit and they're trying to then add add some more points to get whatever they're trying to sell or get enough to bundle or something like that, then that can be a reason for Rofer to be triggered. Have you heard anything like that, Derek, over the years? Yeah, I've, I've always heard just because you'll have sometimes for most of the time, when, when I would sell Disney Vacation Club on the cruise ship, we would always make it a point that obviously we would promote the live inventory. Hey, you got to buy Polynesian just came out or here's Copper Creek or whatever it is. But we would always take time towards the end of each presentation to let folks know and say, hey, you know what? We might have some inventory for what's called sold out inventory, right? Which is your old Key West, your boardwalk, your beach club, your Grand California. So we'd always say, listen, take the time, meet with us, let us see. Um, They would almost always have to go on what was called a wait list, just because Disney for that exact same reason, Paul, like you might have someone saying, I want to buy 500 points at the Grand California, which for a while it was famous that people would go on a Grand Cal wait list, whether you were looking for 100 points or Mm -hmm. 1000 points, it would be months i mean if not years and then you finally get the call from disney who would reach out to us and say hey do you know that person from that cruise in 2017 well it's 2020 now but their grand cal points came through so ask if they still want them (laughs) you reach back out and they go what i bought grand cal points three years ago no i don't think we want them anymore and they would just go down the list because like you said it is interesting in the fact that yes you can shovel them into different use years but a lot of times it does have to match up to that exact same unit which people say but i own disney vacation club i don't own a unit you do you own like you know this portion of the door and you know unit 64 b 0.003 percentage if you look at your contract 
But yes, how they move all those chess pieces around there to try to figure out what to do, because you will always have people that want to add on points at their, you know, original resort. You will always have people that say, I don't want anything but boardwalk. You know, we love boardwalk. We know it's not easy to get in there. So I don't care whatever new product Disney's selling. I need boardwalk point, but I need it in this use year, you know, because I don't want to do the different use year stuff. So as much as we joke that there's, you know, oh, they just put resorts on a wall and throw darts at it. I'm sure these are incredibly smart people. There is definitely a method to their madness, but uh, hopefully they don't get a fresh budget come October 1st and start firing back up again, which (laughs) is probably what's going to happen. I mean, have we seen a direct correlation with how good the deal is? Like, wow, these people are selling it and really cheap. And is that what Disney's going for? Sometimes does it just boggle the mind and you're like, I thought that one was going to go through, but it didn't. Yeah. And I think that's a great segue into kind of what these three contracts that recently were bought back were. So there were two contracts that were Animal Kingdom and then one that was a Grand Floridian contract. And to answer your question, Panda, the I, I would say that the Animal Kingdom contracts were uh, extremely low in, in their pricing and Disney bought those back for a reason. Now, the Grand Floridian is interesting for two reasons. So my understanding was that that one was bought back at $141 per point. Now, for me, that's interesting because that is a little bit lower than the current resale market average, but there's not a lot of wiggle room between where that price point is and where direct sales, after all of their 25 million incentives that they have going on right now, bundle that price down to. Because uh, Ryan Chung, uh, who was on one of our recent shows, he did a great article talking about DVC Magical Beginnings, which is one of their current buyback programs uh, through direct sales, which essentially gives you a rebated credit against um, this current year's points that brings that cost down even further. And he did some great math where on a Grand Floridian contract, he got that price down to $161 per point. So for me, for $20 per point, it's not worth the buyback. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. That's weird. Yeah. I think, I think we also determined that it was based on the unit it was an old Grand Floridian, right? It Correct. To the original villas. Not that that really matters because they can still sell it, you know, the same way. Maybe they're getting low on inventory over at Grand Floridian and their original intention was that they didn't want to sell out yeah. until Polly went on sale or I don't know. Yeah, they're going to sell. I mean, those promos are like you guys know, you guys have done fantastic reports on it and breakdowns and stuff where some of those promos, it's hard to try to, Tell mm-hmm. someone, you know what, you should buy the Grand Floridian Resale. They're great promos. I mean, yeah. they're fantastic promos. And the reason that they're fantastic promos, Amy, is just like you said, they got to sell that. They got to get rid of the Grand. They will be selling Riviera for the next five years, probably. <laughs> but they got to get rid of the Grand because Polly's right around the corner. You've got Fort Wilderness now. Now you've got the Disneyland Tower. You can't have too much live inventory, which for me, I don't think I've ever seen a time where Disney has that much live inventory, literally on the West Coast, in Hawaii, multiple resorts in Florida. It's it's a it, it's a crazy time. So I think that's why they're blowing through those Grand Floridian promos. And then once that happens, the prices of everything else always go up again. So yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, it kind of 
sort of jives with what a lot of people in the Disboards community has kind of said. Uh, so I actually went over there and just asked. Uh, it's been about two to three weeks now since the dust has settled on Rofer. Uh, those those three contracts that were bought back have been the only ones that we've seen. And there was speculation galore back then. But now that we've kind of realized that, okay, it's not going to be like this every single week, what are the reasons for Rofer, and what do we think Disney's plan is moving forward? And I'll go around the room here and get everyone's thought here for in a second. But just some of the notes that I took down from some of the comments, and, and thank you again to the, the all of the people in the Discord's community that sort of chimed in throughout this process. But one of the one of the main reasons was to protect the value of certain resorts to protect the value essentially of that product uh, because that is something that's not been in place for the past year. Disney's kind of taken a break from Rofer, which has driven down the average resale price of contracts. And this is kind of that check and balance. So it's almost them saying, hey, we're still here and we are going to kind of put these thresholds in place to, to kind of put a buffer um, when it comes to those sales. Uh, another comment was um, DVC kind of falling into that traditional timeshare trap where they're relying on new inventory to drive sale and revenue. And they're not looking at the value that Rofer has for them like they once did. Because last year, they were offering promotions on all kinds of different resorts mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, we saw, uh, to, like we talked about in the beginning, Bay Lake promotions. There was even some promotions for like Saratoga points at, at random points. And they were finding the value of reselling these points at a higher price point. And that was a big part of their business model, which seems to have changed this year. Uh, another person said, just reminding us that they're still there um, and that Rofer should be used to protect the value of the points. So uh, just going around the room real quick, um, we'll start, Jeff, with you. What, what do you think is Disney's plan right now? Are we going to see them maybe in Q1? jump on the Rofer bandwagon again or what? Yeah, I tend to think so. I mean, to Derek's point earlier, August 1st is the beginning of their fiscal year. I think they've got beaten up this last year, you know, in the market and, and finances in general. So I think there's been a pullback financially. I think once they get their new budget moving forward, I, I think you're going to see this pop back up. I think it needs to. Prices have gotten a little, little low for my taste. Um, if you're a buyer, it's great, but I'm back to, you know, my original old Key West is about the same price as when I bought it for three years ago. That makes mm -hmm. me a little uncomfortable. So yeah. um, I think uh, I think moving forward, you're going to see them, you know, first quarter into the first of next year kind of move forward with these. Yeah, people people hate when we use this analogy and, and I, I'm, I don't use the word investment because that's why people should buy into Disney Vacation Club. But DVC is a unique timeshare product. It is the only one that has appreciated in value over the years. So regardless, you shouldn't buy it as an investment. I agree with that assessment. But at the same time, it's part of the allure of buying it. It's part of why you actually look into buying it is that it holds its value or it appreciates in value. It's not that traditional timeshare that John Oliver has ranted about on, uh, if you've, if you've seen his show, um, <laughs> it was a great episode where he just went crazy on other timeshare and timeshare, like, uh, buy, like, uh, the get out of your, get out of your timeshare programs and companies and stuff like that. Um, but it, it, that is part of the allure of what makes it special and makes it unique is that to Jeff, your point, you know, a couple years down the road, if you want to get out of it, 
you kind of got it. It is a safe, you know, bet. Um, but this year has kind of shifted that downwards into, I, I'll agree, an uncomfortable zone when it comes to, you know, just looking at the at the long term value. Uh, Panda, you're close, intimate friends with the Rofer monster. Um, so <laughs> can you can you tell us what he's thinking? I can't help but think that they're getting their story together and they're getting their business model rolling again. And I think Rofer's coming back. Not maybe not, you know. Maybe not 50% of contracts, maybe 20%. But if I was in the market to buy and I, I would like some extra points, I'd probably be trying to get them now while he, it's quiet before it comes back. Again, there's no real way to tell, but I have a feeling it's definitely not going away. If anything, it's going to better. How, how many points do you want to buy from me, Panda? <laughs> At least another 50. And I'm not even joking, but I have to wait. But eventually, yeah. Oh, what resort? <laughs> Hold on. We got to go. Me and Derek got to go. <laughs> Panda, what resort are you looking at? You know, I, Amy, I got, I would do, I probably would go for the poly. I probably would. But you were right when you said buy where you want to be because I never regretted the Riviera because I do enjoy it. So that was a good, uh, a good call. Because remember, I was thinking about Grand Floridian and Riviera, yeah. and you said buy where you really want to stay mostly. So that worked out good. Derek, reading the tea leaves, what do you think? Yeah. Yes. I think they will start buying contracts back uh, come that fiscal year. I think they wanted to kind of dip their toe in the water just a little bit, uh, almost probably like, oh, God, how do we do this process again? So let's just start off with like two or three so we can get ramped back up because it's been so long since they've had to do it. Um, I think it's not going to be like Panda said. I don't think they're going to come in all guns blazing and say, here's our budget for 2000, you know, 2023, 2024. So we're just going to buy back 50% of all the, all the contracts. I just, you know, it, it costs money for them to be able to do this. So that's what people have to realize is Disney, when they buy these contracts back, they're spending money to make money. Like I mentioned earlier, when they sell a live product, a live inventory, be it Riviera or the Grand or Disneyland Tower, they get 100% of those profits. So like you guys said, with that, you know, Old Key West one or that Grand Floridian one where you look to go, wait, they spent 140, but they had to spend 140 to be able to turn around and sell it so their profit margin isn't quite there. So it's not the same thing as buying back, say, like a Saratoga for 90 and turning around and selling it for you know $225 per point. So I do think it will be back. I think, again, it's a very necessary part of this process of Disney Vacation Club. It is necessary. We can't tell you how many people, people don't buy Disney Vacation Club and tell you, Derek, we're so excited because you know what? We can't wait to turn around and sell this in five years <laughs> or four years right, right, right. or three years. In fact, what they will tell you is, Derek, yeah, I know there's a secondary market, but seriously, we're never going to sell. We're never going to sell. We're going to have this and pass it on to our kids, pass it on to our grandkids. And I just want to remind them and say, but you should feel good about it. You should feel good in the fact that if nobody sold their contracts, we wouldn't have sold like $98 million of Disney Vacation Club in 2022. People sell for a variety of reasons, not all of them may be good, right? We have a ton of people that will sell it and say, just like you guys said, you never use the term investment. And in fact, when you become a Disney Vacation Club guide, they're adamant that like you never, ever, <laughs> ever tell people it's an investment. You say, Derek, you tell them that this is an investment in your family's vacations. That's what it's it an is. investment in, mem in memories, period. Exactly. And that's what it is. Because when people look to say, God, I bought Old Key West at 50 bucks a point. 
I've used it for the last 25 years. I've had the best vacations and I could turn around and sell this thing for like double of what I paid for it. There's no other timeshare out there that you can do that. And that is why, you know, despite that we call it a monster and the fact that, you know, John's got a frightening looking puppet for it, it is an important and a very valuable part of your Disney Vacation Club membership. So to see it come back in some shape or form is mm -hmm. what I'm hoping a little bit. Yeah. It needs do we to be. Think... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Do, do you think there's anything there's there's a myth out there that maybe some of these weird one off contracts like my 2057 old Key West, the Grand Floridian, <laughs> is because Disney had a specific buyer that maybe was looking for that exact thing. And, you know, that's yeah. that's been a rumor for, for a couple of years that maybe they didn't have it. So they went out and found the one they needed to, to sure. make that sale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with that's what you would do with Disney is you would go on these wait lists and you would say, hey, I have John Smith. I met him at Saratoga. He's looking for Grand Floridian, but he needs this use here and he needs X amount of points. So for sure, I'm, I'm sure that might have had something to do with it, because, again, they want to be able to get these points sold as fast as possible. Like I said, with that example, you don't want someone to go to Disney ready to give them money like they're literally like. I here take my money and Disney has to sometimes say we'd like to, but we can't because we don't have what you're looking for. So they, they don't want people waiting, you know? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jeff. 100%. It, it makes sense for the animal kingdom buybacks that they did, but grand Floridian is just still that outlier that just no one really understands what they're trying to accomplish with that one. Unless they are, <laughs> unless they're going to really get aggressive with grand grand Floridian come Q1 and try to just continue to push direct sales until we see the Polynesian con. It could right. also be that sometimes they just do a random one just to throw us off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they want so we us spend 45 minutes talking about it on they, a show. Yeah, exactly. About random one mm -hmm. magical contract, and they all sit and laugh going, did you see the show? Hey, just grab, grab the Grand Floridian and do it, do it, do it. Screw them up, screw them watch up. Them, watch they, them. Wanted, they wanted us to make a 40-minute show just all about themselves. <laughs> They're sitting there with their popcorn right now, just enjoying, <laughs> listening to us just make up things where we have absolutely no clue of what's right. going on with Rofer. Um, <laughs> if you are in the market for a Disney Vacation Club resale contract uh, and you're Curious about more of this right of first refusal information, dvcresalemarket.com. Head over to the blog section there. We wrote up a great article all about these recent buybacks and kind of our initial thoughts of what those mean. And then at the time this video goes up, probably right around that same time, We'll be having the Rofer report for August of 2023 go up. It'll also go a little bit more in-depth into all of these, as well as the average price blog that gets put up over there. I write both of those, so I dive deep into the numbers. No one sees me for five days uh, the first part of the month. I'm just writing these things and crunching numbers in the background, and Derek just keeps randomly messaging me, is it done yet? Is it done yet? Is it done yet? So um, those are so those true. <laughs> <laughs> so those will be up over on the dvc resale market website and obviously they can help you with that uh resale purchase if you are in the market for that but thank you guys this has been a great great conversation uh thank you rofer monster for making your special appearance <laughs> jeff i remember I, I remember buying your contract jeff <laughs> 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 Did it taste good? Was it? A, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Said it was delicious. Said <laughs> Jeff's is the best.
That's, that is the stuff that nightmares are when made Amy of. When Amy jumps out of bed at 2 a.m. tonight, I'm calling you, Panda. I'm going to call you right Amy, there. Amy, it even has it even has feet. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, wow. This is um, terrifying. All right. Well, that's going to do Night it for this week's episode, I think, of the DVC show. Um, thank you all for joining us, as always, and we will see you next week.